Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, we are back. Recording on Wednesday night, October 5th. Getting ready for week five of the NFL season. The Lions season already in some ways uh, hanging in the balance as we approach week five here. And of course, the Lions are trailing to New England and it is the big matchup against former head coach Matt Patricia, who is now the co-offensive coordinator of the Patriots. <laughs> Sounds a little, a little unclear. The Patriots don't say for sure. They, Him and Joe Judge, uh, the former New York Giants head coach, are sharing offensive play calling duties, uh, I guess. Um, but anyways, uh, so Big Z, I'm your host, and let's get to the rest of the Blue Curry crew that's here. Uh, we got UJ. Hey, everybody. And Red Dog. Yo. And then Connor might be joining us. He's having technical difficulties, but we are rolling technical along. Difficulties. Um, yes. <laughs> um, so, uh, Lions have a lot to reclamate after the last weekend. Um, I like that. And <laughs> just thought of it and uh, <laughs> didn't have it in my notes coming in. And let, let's look at the injury report uh, coming in. So yeah. as of Wednesday here, no practice. We, I mean, we kind of know it, but uh, I'll listen anyways. Chris Board, linebacker, Evan Brown, Quintez Cephas, DJ Shark, John Kaminsky, TJ Hawk, Ragnow, Reynolds, and Amon Ra, St. Brown, and Swift all did not practice today on Wednesday. But Dan Kemble said they're getting a little bit better. So take that for what, uh, yeah. whatever that means. <laughs> and then uh, limited in practice was our backup guard, Owasaka, Owasika, Owasika, uh, Taylor Decker, Jonah Jackson, Matt Nelson, and then the kicker, Austin Siebert, uh, yeah. limited in practice. They, the Lions also signed Michael Badgley as well um, to kick in case Siebert cannot go this week. So new kicker, uh, Badgley made four field goals for the Bears in New York last weekend. Uh, so he, had, he has recent kicking success. Why they cut the him? Uh, because the Bears have a full-time kicker. Uh, Kyrie, oh, he was Kyrie back. Santos. He was filling. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, nonetheless, uh, that's the injury uh, update coming in as, as of Wednesday night when we're recording this podcast. Uh, but now the Lions actually find themselves two and a half point underdogs. Traveling on the road this week to New England, a New England team that had Green Bay on the ropes up seven with less than five minutes left in Green Bay. They lose in overtime uh, and fall to one and three on the season. And New England, uh, Mac Jones, high ankle sprain. He he mm. was back in limited capacity today, actually, in practice for the Patriots, but very unlikely that he starts. And Brian Hoyer got hurt last week. And Bailey Zappi took over in the second half. UJ, Bailey Zappi. Bailey Zappi, yeah, baby. You highlighted as your favorite quarterback in the yeah. uh, NFL draft. Really wanted us to take him in the third or fourth round in the draft. Why Why did you like him? Uh, can you uh, remind me? He was me? so productive in college, man. The guy, he was just under the radar because I think where he played. Uh, but he uh, he was really, really productive in college. I broke all kinds of records. And I, I don't see why he got looked over the way he did. 
But uh, Belichick saw something in the guy, so, you know. UJ, don't lie. You just like the name. I do. I do. I go for names sometimes. But anyway, it'll be interesting to see him play anyway after uh, following him in the draft a little bit. Yeah, uh, and undoubtedly, this Patriots team is going to want to run the ball first, uh, especially with a rookie quarterback in there. And the Lions are going to have to stop it. Uh, hmm. It's going to be up to this front seven to slow down the run game, something they didn't do last week. Now, was that a scheme thing or not? Uh, I mean, you know, have you guys had more time to think about the, the scheme? Uh, so Aaron Glenn, he, he he's blitzed third most yeah. of anyone in the NFL. We were talking about before we actually started recording, but Dan Orlowski went after Glenn pretty hard this week. If you go on Twitter, uh, you, see, you can see some of his film breakdown where he basically said he hasn't seen a defense this bad since Matt Patricia was head coach. Head coach. But there was just some unex, unexplicable uh, defensive play calling where they're leaving uh, a single high safety and playing man coverage on second or third and longs, uh, blitzing eight guys in that third and 20 touchdown run. Yeah, uh, just re- really bizarre. Okay, like, Jake, you, baby, let's go. Yeah, do the opposite. Now he said he's not scared to to bring anybody to the house, but I mean, congrats, you're not scared, but you're giving up forty points. <laughs> I wasn't uh, scared so, when I don't Sean think Penny ran down scared. our throats. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, do you guys have confidence Aaron Glenn can make the adjustment this week? I think well, Dan Campbell's I, not going to give him much of a choice. Honestly, he's going to be right on him, and like, I mean. I know I'm not ready to go there, and Dan Campbell's not ready to go there. He's not Anthony Lynn just yet, but yeah, I mm. think they're gonna figure this thing out. And honestly, it's 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 weird, but it's almost nice maybe that it's we're airing on the side of aggression for once on defense instead of getting picked apart by playing cautious. But that being said, like, come on, I mean, we had some success last year on defense. I mean, we were we were bad, but. Like we're not bad anymore. We're or like god awful. <laughs> like just a little bit of squeak, scheme tweaking, and I think this defense can at least get us some wins. Yeah, well, I kind of agree with you, Rudd Dog, a little bit as far as uh, Campbell. Uh, he's he's Aaron Glenn's going to get us a little buy on this one. Uh, on you know, but this is it, man. This, this is okay. You got this one, but this ain't happening again. Mm-hmm. And and. The reason I'm confident this week is I think Campbell, when he takes control of something or puts his emphasis on it, it, it he's going to make it a lot better. So this week, I expect something quite different from what we saw last week. Uh, more situational defense, like like Big Z was talking about, and, you know, calling the right plays at the right time. It seemed like Aaron Glenn was just like, just keep sending everybody, keep sending everybody. Like, what the hell are you doing, man? They were getting beat by the same plays over and over again. Yep. They never did get to the quarterback. When you're playing like that kind of game, it's easy to it's easy to go against. I mean, these modern day offenses, they they could uh Yeah. Anyway, we don't didn't go against the modern day offense last weekend. UJ, we went against Yeah, Geno Smith, we made him <laughs> look like the second coming of but uh Geno Smith. Oh my god. It, it just is disturbing to me. But anyway, <laughs> I, I think this will be a better week. I uh, I think it'll be a much better week for our defense. Well, yeah. I certainly hope so. Uh I mean the Green Bay has a well-respected defense this year coming to season, and uh, you know New England moved the ball pretty decently on them. Uh, so Zappy was ten of fifteen for ninety-nine yards and a touchdown. The first quarterback, first rookie quarterback this class to throw a touchdown this season. Mm-hmm. Um, they ran the ball thirty-three times for one hundred sixty-seven yards. So Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson—that's who they're going to try to get the ball to mostly in this game. Um, and we know Matt Patricia and the way his offensive philosophy in terms of just. 
trying to, you know, run the ball on first, second down, no matter what. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, even if it's going to gain no yards, but they've actually been d- decent this year. They've, they've been a lot of close games. They, uh, lost 27 week one to, uh, the dolphins. And then they beat the Steelers 17, 14 in an extremely ugly game in Pittsburgh. And then a constant back and forth game against Baltimore. That was 37 to 26. And then the aforementioned 27-24 loss last week to the Packers. So they're desperate too. They're playing desperate. One and three. Um, they're they have the Bills in their division, so they are trying to keep any pace they can whatsoever. Um, so they might they might be playing with a little more desperation than uh, you think coming into this week, especially because it's the Patriots. Uh, you you don't think of yeah. them playing desperate early in the season, but uh, new era. This is this is yeah, this is a new era. Obviously, no Tom Brady. Uh, people yeah. think. The way Belichick coaches uh, might not be the modern way to go about things uh, these days. Uh, so let's just put a nail in the coffin, huh? Uh, yeah. yeah. Let's try to get. Let's try to embarrass Patricia um, <laughs> in their home on their home field. Uh, and the, the, I, I mentioned all those injuries, especially on the offensive side of the ball. I think some of those guys will be back this week. I don't know if Jackson will be, but at least hopefully one or two of the receivers. I just uh, had a will, vision. Will be back of Hutchinson like tackling like a running back or someone like into like Patricia's leg and like then him back on like in the boot ha- at halftime like sitting on his quad on the sideline. I well, sit on yeah, it'll come on his ATV in the second half. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> I just had a vision of him coming on the ATV after getting smacked. <laughs> oh god, yeah, that guy sucks. <laughs> but uh hey, I, we they brought Tom Kennedy up to the hey, roster. Yeah. It's kind of happy to see that. And he produced Absolutely, yeah. They brought one of our D tackles to, and he did not produce. No, he did not because he wasn't in the game. But but it's nice to see Campbell rewarding consistency and guys who are getting the job done. And TK, that's all that guy does. Every time he gets in the game, he does something good. Yeah, he had three three catches, I believe, and all for first downs. That's pretty damn good. So uh, I had a feeling while watching that game, UJ, that like. We were kind of starting to see the actual team that like we're building here. Like I know every year, like last year, we thought we were going to go into the season. We had Rashad Perryman and Tyro Williams, and obviously that was not our team um, throughout the stretch. But I felt like seeing TK get brought up, like, like especially like the way the se- preseason and Hard Knocks went, the way Dan Campbell talked about grit and all this stuff. Like to see a guy who like embodied it so perfectly for the team in every way get brought up and now like produce at this level like i don't know it's kind of exciting for him to get his opportunity and maybe hey he sticks around now that he's got his chance to you know do it and i just had, couldn't help feel like this was the guy this was a guy who's meant to be playing for the lions just because he has yeah. all the things they they don't and he has um, he has a trait that some of these other guys ha- haven't been showing and that's availability reliability oh, yeah. the two abilities like and uh that's something this team needs a little more i mean let's face it I mean, we got some talent on this team but you know how often do they play i mean deandre swift's out half the time uh yeah. you know shark was our, our big free agent signing but he's been he's been out a lot and uh hasn't done a whole lot i think last uh, week is the first week he missed yeah but i mean even before that i'm just on production wise though he, he's he's not torn it up you know, and then TK comes into one game, boom, big plays, one after the other. I mean, well, I don't know. Shark, so Shark maybe for. hasn't turned up. But I wouldn't say he's been a disappointment by any means. No, the, the, not, we're scoring 35 points a game, so I think he's playing a role out there by uh, yeah. at least the safety. I'm not trying to say he's Kennedy a bust. Couldn't play. He's, I'm not saying that. he's a bust. I'm just saying that 
you know, he, he's not, I don't know. Well, it's you know, like stepped Perryman up more. Williams last year. Reynolds <laughs> stepped up so far more than Chark has, in my opinion. He's been more Ooh. of a weapon downfield. Yeah, but I think Reynolds is getting open because of Shark in some ways. I'm sure uh, that's part of it, but like, do I? I don't. Maybe he's drawing double teams. I haven't watched the field. Maybe that's the problem. I don't know. But uh, hey, if that's what it is, if he's just the distraction and decoy, then I guess that's fine because it's obviously working. But I'm not convinced that it's only that. I have a feeling he could do better. I mean, he I probably could, but he's put he's put up some stats, and I mean, as long as the offense is scoring over 30 points, I don't care. You know who's getting who's producing where uh because yeah, true. uh it's it's working <laughs> no i agree with you see my, my only point was and i wasn't trying to put down shark uh, what i was just saying is just, uh, you know it's kind of nice when you watch a game and then the same oh, and shark stuck. shark just called me crying i'm trying to you know have him on hold right now tell him um, it's okay okay it's okay. okay i wasn't it wasn't personal it was just tell him i was just trying not okay <laughs> I was just trying. I'm just trying to say, isn't it nice to turn on a game, watch it, and see the same guy who started the game finishing the game? <laughs> I mean, that was it, nice. It just, uh, I don't know. Most of I don't know what I'm trying to say. I just like it's like game. a beautiful story. And I know the injuries are bad and everything, and and, and they man, are bad. Man. Yes, it's just it's frustrating. It's just more concerning on defense. Just get frustrated. Like, and, like look at one injury on defense does to us. With we got to draft guys with like tougher bones or something like what we got to measure bone density in their <laughs> testing and stuff like that. I think they need to do that. Definitely finger bone density <laughs> yeah, for offensive yeah. linemen. Lineman, yeah. So this is a, seems like a, a segue to, I think is a topic going around a bit. I, I'm not, I don't think it's a big topic, but it's something worth, I think discussing is, do you think Brad Holmes is partly culpable for where we're at right now on this roster, drafting all these injured dudes? And I don't know, because the Lions are 31st in spending in the NFL on the defensive side of the ball. So yeah. I think they are. I th- They always knew this was going to be a rough go of it on the defensive side of the ball this year. Um, and I, I, I mean, I think they had some hope that some of these draft picks would pan out a little more, uh, especially like Derek Barnes, who's kind yeah. of just. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, empty. Unless maybe we're just not calling the right defense for his skill set. That's also There's possible. That I, I, well, um, it's less about the, the everything else. Obviously, like, obviously, he's still building a roster and he was handcuffed financially. But I'm just mainly like to me, it's just all these injured draft picks when he specifically like was a came from a place where that was a thing you didn't do. And now it's like those guys aren't playing. Like it's one thing when like they you pick them, they get healthy and they play, and that can still happen. But so far we've seen very little of Anzarike since early last year, um, and they knew about that injury. As it turns out, Pascal hasn't played yet. Jamison obviously hasn't played yet. But like then, I mean, what's his name finally played the tight end in this game? I guess he got some reps. Mitchell. Um, oh, Mitchell, yeah, Mitchell, and like Mitchell. I'm just saying though, like we have two back to back D tackles on our D line in a place where arguably hurting more than anywhere who are not playing because of previously existing injuries. And I'm sorry, I, I'm not saying Dan or Brad Campbell has to go. I'm not putting this all on him. I'm just thinking there's culpability when, when your team's failing like this and the way it is culpability tends to spread out. Right. And this, that's the one thing I think you can put on Brad, Brad Holmes is what's with all these injured players that aren't playing. Yeah, well, well, part of it, I think he's he's playing the long game here, and like Jamison Williams, are you, are you bummed he drafted Jamison no. Williams coming up an injury? No, I'm not either. But he's not the exception. Um, Pascal, when he's healthy, uh, we'll see. You know, he might he might turn to the offense, and then I won't be too mad about the draft pick. I'm more. Like, hey, that's another story. 
Yeah, I'm more concerned about the draft picks like Pascal, like a Uzurike, um, who kind of had notable, like, or they definitely should have been caught, uh, at the very least, like injury concerns coming, like, coming into the draft. Uh, mm-hmm. And that that concerns me a little bit more uh, than than one like Jamison Williams, an ACL. I, I, the, I mean, even with Pascal, it seems like they're taking their they're taking their time on a lot of these guys, but eventually. You can't take time, and <laughs> we got to see results. Right, you're right. right. I don't know. Maybe, maybe their plan is this. I mean, they they have six. They have potentially sixty million in cap space next year to really just kind of go all in. Uh, oh because yeah. It just it really sucks because when you have the best offense in the NFL, yeah, you think you should be better than one in three. Exactly. Um, and it, it kind of like it's no guarantee that this offense will be this good next year. No. Um. Because an injury can come along next year to the offensive line. Uh, so the league figures you out. There's so many. Nothing. nothing yeah, it just um, it's it's a it's a bummer. We're wasting this offensive performance. Yeah, luckily uh, it's yeah. only game four in the book, so you know we got 13 left. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know I know technically actually season's I'm, over. I'm curious. Yeah, right. Everyone's <laughs> saying the season's over, <laughs> and I know statistically we've hurt ourselves, but. Has that statistic been really extrapolated the same through a 17 game season? Because I know historically a one and three start was like a death sentence on a 16 game season. I'm just saying, what's the odds now? Have now they it's been only I don't know, but a death sentence. Yeah, we're only mostly dead. <laughs> yeah, right now the Lions are two games back of the of the seven seed, uh, which is what makes the playoffs. So, hey, that's uh, a lot of games to make up that. Well, we control. You know, obviously we control our own. Destiny right. there because the seven seeds, the Packers, uh, the Cowboys are three and one as well. The Vikings are three and one. So we, I mean, we'll play all those teams. Yeah. yeah. So there's obviously more than enough time, but, uh, you know, there's you know, less lee- less leeway now that we've already got our three losses out of the way. You know, I, I want to mm-hmm. see him win and everything, uh, as much as anybody, but. I really just want to see this team develop into into a, a juggernaut, and, and you know if we don't win it this season, I'm okay if we see that steady progress. And it's been a rough start, so uh, mm-hmm. yeah. It, it, how does how does Campbell uh, react to this? How does he adjust and uh, going forward? I think that's going to be a big key. And uh, like as far as Glenn, you know, he said I'm not afraid to do things, and he's not. You know, he he let. Uh, what's his name go last year and took over the plate calling duties. And I think if things got this Glenn. bad, he would, he would do the same thing with Glenn. Although it's gonna be a little harder because they're real good friends and you don't want to mm-hmm. throw someone under the bus. Uh, yeah. But if you're getting up 30 points a game, then it, it's not yeah. working. Well, at some point. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a results you, business. You give him a pass on this last game, but this, this game coming up better be a lot better. That's all I say. Yeah. Especially against the Patriots team with a, uh, starting yeah. rookie, um, a, a New England offensive line. It's a little banged up. Uh, receiving core, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say is very good. Aguilar, Devontae Parker, Kendrick Bourne. That's who makes up their uh, receiving core. That's it's mm-hmm. definitely one of the uh, uh, bottom five, not bottom ten in the NFL uh, receiving core. Hunter Henry, DN's pretty good. Um, but this is an offense that the line should shut down. Uh, and, and if they're playing at the offensive pace they've been. It should be a double-digit victory. Uh, yeah, but, the word should doesn't should. hold much yeah, weight yeah. around here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, for sure. 
So, uh, you know, on defense, there's some, you know, familiar faces. I think, I think Tavai rotates in. Jamie Collins just got re-signed by uh, yeah, the Patriots that. again. Yeah, Tavai, eight tackles last week against the Packers. So we'll see him out there this Tavai, week. can you believe it? It's oh, a, amazing. you know, it's so funny uh, how we end up back there. Hey, Real I'm peppers happy to see on the having a career still. I'm bummed it didn't work out for us. Mm-hmm. Devin McCourty still on this team. Um, so some some names. Uh. This is a defense. Uh, obviously, they're they're built more on their scheme than I, I think the athletes they have in their uh, defense. But this this is uh, a team that we should handle. Now I don't I didn't look up the I'm gonna look up the weather. But right now the two and a half point underdogs, um, a Patriots team that's one and three, probably playing desperate. So oh, uh, there's a couple more things I want to get to before our predictions. Um, Jamal, what? So most points scored in the NFL this season. Dan Carlson, forty two. Young Ho Koo, 39, and then Jamal Williams at 36. The first two are obviously kickers, and then Jamal Williams. Uh, wow. Six touchdowns wow. through the first four games. So amazing. I think that's pretty cool. That's He's awesome. a stud. Um, Jared Goff tied doing. for the league lead in touchdown passes with Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes through the first four weeks. 11 so we still touchdowns. go for Lamar or what? No. Maybe. I don't want Lamar. I don't think he's going anywhere anyway, so I don't think it really matters. No. But it's a fun game to play. It is. Um, I'm going to look up the what I forgot to look at the weather before we recorded, but let's go get onto it. So, of course, perfect football. Uh, it's the Lions in 2022, which means they're playing one o'clock Eastern, noon Central. Um, and this time it is on the road in New England, two and a half point underdogs. So it is time for our ever famous predictions. Oh, yeah. So let's start with Red Dog. And I just look up the weather if it changed your prediction or not, but high of 60, low of 39. Just like Fox. I predicted, perfect football weather. Mm-hmm. Um, though, as UJ will tell you, there's no such thing as bad football weather. So, uh, you know, I think, I mean, yeah, should, 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 should. We should destroy this team. We should roll over this Patriots team. And I think we're going to. I think Dan Campbell's going to, you know, I think Aaron Glenn. He's obviously the the point of most heat right now, like on this Detroit Lions team, and the type of character he's displayed to me just convinces me he's not gonna, he's gonna take proper accountability and he's gonna figure out how to turn this thing around because it's not without talent. He's just gotta you know tighten things up and this defense is gonna come out roaring, baby. Aiden Hutchinson's gonna start lighting up that sack column again, getting after Zappy or. Whoever's back there, they're just going to be like, meat, baby. He's going to get three more sacks this game. And one of them is going to be a fumble for a turnover. So that's going to be nice. And our wow. offense is going to keep on rolling, rolling, rolling. What? And they're going to put up 45 points on top of the seven that are scored on defense from the pick six by Jeff Okuda. And it's just going to be a nice, fun game, finally. And we're going to wow. finally see the team that we've been waiting to see. Uh, you know, like we saw for the first half of the Vikings game, and then it just disappeared. It was like, psych! No, this team's coming out this week to play, baby. 45-7. to seven, mm. Touchdown by mm. Bailey Zappi at the end. All right. All right, so there you go, Rudd Dog. Now let's go over to UJ for your prediction. Okay, thanks. Uh... Yeah, th- this is going to be an interesting game, and I think really it's not about you know offense, defense, lines. This is to me, this is a coaching matchup. You know, Belichick, the 
the, the great coach and all this stuff and his great record against the, the new up and comer and Dan Campbell. And Dan Campbell has shown a lot of resilience and a lot of heart. I think his players really believe in him. And, and this is where we see what he's really capable of, when, that he can adjust after uh, uh, things that happened like last week's debacle on defense and stuff. And, and, and I think, but I think he will, I think Campbell will, he, he, he knows where the problems lie. He attacks the problems. He, I guarantee his whole focus is on defense this week. I think our offense will shred. They will shred this game. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't they? I mean, they've shredded every game. So they're going to keep that going, I think. And the defense, though, is going to put up a much better effort this time. I don't think they'll shut them out or anything like that. But I will say it's going to be a big score. I'm going to say 39 to 24. Mm-hmm. The Patriots will score some points. It's not going to be, you know. Mm. perfect, but we'll get some critical stops when we need them. And, and that's what really this defense needs, you know, make those critical stops here and there, that third down stop when you need it and that, that they haven't been able to do. And I think this week they will show a market improvement on defense. So uh, 39 to 24. That's my prediction. Oh, wow. Another big scoring one. I like uh, yeah. it. All right. So Bill Belichick, Defensive genius, I think we can say. These one we can actually give the genius label uh, with all the success he's had throughout the years. Uh, so I'm really excited to see Ben Johnson go up against uh, a Bill Belichick scheme. I think this will be a fantastic test, another barometer to pass uh, for him in this offense. I'm really excited to see what we can do. Um, I, I, because I, you know, I would, I think that I, I went to that Packer. Patriots game last week actually and um the Packers didn't have very good receivers. I'm very excited about what we can do uh against them. I think they're really limited. And I think our offense looks much better than the Packers. Um and we have the receivers to do it. But the Packers had a lot of success running the ball. I think we will have a lot of success. Jamal Williams definitely getting another touchdown this week. Uh mm, if not uh, two more. He looks he looks great. You just got to catch the ball in the backfield and he would yeah, and he would look like uh you know Bottom line MVP candidate the way uh, he's been playing. Uh, I think this Patriots D line is mediocre at best. I think we've gone against some better ones so far and still had a lot of success. Um, so I'm going to go with, but um, our defense still has issues. I'm not going to ignore that. So I do think the Patriots score some, but I'm going to go 31, 31 to 21 Lions um, on the road yeah. in New England and shut dub. Patricia up for good. Oh, not, that, not that he said much, but uh, we're, we'll quiet him nonetheless. Uh, I like the idea of him being cast by the end somehow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so and Connor and Bob also have predicted a Lions victory. I did not get their numbers, but uh, they did predict a Lions victory. So yet again, we all predict a Lions victory. What? Uh, our rec- we're our record is not good so far this season. Uh, one and three, <laughs> but uh, we're getting back on the schneid this week. That's all right. That's all right. That's right. You know, it's easy to get down, folks. And, you know, same old lines and all that other stuff. But I'm telling you, just don't do it. Don't fall into that trap, okay? It's too miserable. <laughs> it, it get excited. You know, if they win, it's, it makes your week, you know. If they lose, well, just forget it. It's all right. <laughs> We're, they're not going to, though. So trust me on this one. But just keep the faith, people. Keep the faith. Good things are brewing still in Detroit. So hang in the- there. Hang in there with this team. That's all I can say. Absolutely. And when the faith fa- fails, that's what the Kool-Aid's for. The Kool Aid's there. The faith fails, or the or the, or the, or the <laughs> yeah. it's always That's there. True. That's it's good point. for all occasions. All right, so yeah. um, 
before we wrap it up, just a shout out. I know he had technical difficulties, couldn't join, but uh, Connor, he's running the Chicago Marathon this weekend. So oh, good yeah. luck to him as he runs yeah. that. Um, it, you know, you usually start pretty early in the morning, so he'll be motivated to finish just before noon to get to watch the, the Lions. <laughs> so he gets he gets to run with some motivation that morning. Not not uh, well, just, maybe if he starts <laughs> the day before. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so good luck to him. And uh, also, he produced our podcast earlier this week. So thank you to our producer, Connor, this week. There you go, Connor. Uh, and thank you for Connor. the tutelage under no. <laughs> our other oh. producer, our main producer, Kid J. Kid J. Kid J. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Run Dog, you got to learn how this thing works. I was second. Watch- you gotta watch Stooges, okay? We always a second. You jumped on my line. We always appreciate our listeners that make it through the whole entire episode as well. So we want to thank <laughs> you the best stuff. for listening. Um, also, please share this podcast, uh, or if you haven't done it yet, subscribe to the podcast, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. Please download, please subscribe, please leave a review. Always greatly appreciate that. Instagram at drinking or at drinking the blue Kool Aid. So Instagram at drinking the blue Kool Aid. Twitter at drinking. Lions. And then, of course, this podcast is also hosted on sidelionreport.com. Check that out. Brad Berryman always got a lot of good art. Got, he's constantly writing, blogging about the Lions on there. So go check that out. Brad's um, a good one, man. He's a good one. So, you know, enjoy the Sunday. It's October now, the fall. Uh, it's a new season uh, physically, but also uh, Mentally for the Lions as well. One and three is in the past. It's uh, oh, oh no, the rest of the way. So I hope we. That's my metaphor. That's my metaphor. Okay. (laughs) What's a metaphor? Anyway. All right. (gasps) You know, change (laughs) of the seasons. Change of the. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Good stopping point, as always. (laughs) So, thank you, everybody, for listening, and enjoy your weekend. And last but not least, as always, go go go. field a charging team that will not yield and when the blue and silver wave stand and cheer the brave rock 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 go hard win the game with honor you will keep your fame down the field and gain a lion's victory Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt, a classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but 
If you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.